Welcome to Talk About Town, a podcast about real estate and some other stuff. And now, your hosts, Mal and Neil. Welcome back to Talk About Town, everybody. This is episode four. Everything's been going great. Malachi, how are you? I'm doing awesome, Neil. Thanks, everybody that's returning, our returning listeners out there. We've got a good show on tap today. Got a special guest in here. So um, I think it's pretty awesome that uh, the pod's blowing up here lately. The pod is blowing up, and so is our Facebook page. For anybody that knows about us but don't know about us through Facebook, go to Facebook. I think it's uh, Talk About Town KY. KY. Yeah. Give us a like. That's where we'll be posting pictures, videos. We have some contests coming up we'll talk about here in a little bit. Um, so, yeah, everything's blowing up. We're working on some swag. Yeah, hats, mugs, shirts. Uh, We've I, got some cool stickers that the, I was going to suggest we ought to give away on our Facebook page since we will we get a couple hundred extra. We should. Yeah, yeah. we've got a few extra stickers. Do something cool where take a picture of it, do a hashtag or something. That'd be neat. Get everybody out there. I mean, we can meet them, mail them, do whatever. Yep. Uh, sign them. Sign them. Yeah, everybody <laughs> wants our autographs because right. we're that hot. But yeah, swag, T-shirts, coffee mugs or ceramic mugs, whatever you want to call them. Ceramic mugs with a handle that could hold Water, whatever you coffee, want. Coffee. I'm not a coffee drinker, but I would start drinking coffee if you gave me a, a talk about town mug. That's what we want to hear. <laughs> so yeah. All right. So we're working on all that and you'll be seeing that on our facebook stuff like and we get an instagram rolling everybody will find out about it yep. but yeah we're uh it's exciting like i said if you know we have a guest we're at least building some momentum that's right so, uh i'm enjoying it i think it's fun i was looking forward to recording again this week yeah this show is going to be killer and then um also we're working on that send out mail out thing i forgot to tell you she emailed me yesterday and said that we should have a proof today so we'll launch that digitally too. Awesome. So everybody that's on Facebook, Instagram, they can read it. Yep. So that's uh, something else. <laughs> but yeah, um, so talking about how that's blowing up, and now I guess let's talk about statistics. Yeah, some numbers so over there. real estate statistics, they're a little crazy here lately. Um, if you go year over year from March – this past week of 2019 to March 2018, this same past week, listings are down. There are fewer listings by about, um, there were 495 this week prior. Um, last year, 2019, 463, yeah. so down over 30 listings. Uh, solds are down even more. Same thing, yeah. So that's kind of a little clue that things aren't going as quickly when they sell and there's less, which is. And what's scary is that's what they've been saying for a while. I don't know if, if, if you read all of the, you know, the real estate stuff, I don't know, but they've been saying that for a while, even though it's technically warming up because it's spring and the market's picking up, it's not picking up to the level that it has previously. Right. right. And if you look at the all of, the 2018, you know, in January, the, um, the volume is down. The prices are down, rises up January, July, I mean, uh, June, July slopes back down towards December. Hmm. Then it's going to slope back up is what I think. But 
you never know. It may not be as, as sharp as it has been the last few years. Well, that's what I was going to say. It'll, if anything's taught us, it'll rise. It just, we don't know if it'll reach the levels that it has previously, which we all know if you've been dealing, like we were talking about multiple offers earlier, you've been dealing with them. You've been dealing with them in December. And if the market picks up and the listings don't show back up, all that's going to lead to is more, more multiple, multiple offers. offer situations. So for your buyers, we talked about this last show or on our last podcast. Uh, it can get frustrating. It to- really can. <laughs> I, I've had some, some buyers get kind of frustrated because their, their offers aren't getting accepted. And, and sometimes they're offering list price or even slightly above. And it takes a heck of an offer. And it, just know that as a buyer, if you're jumping in. What's your tips? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. What do you tell them when you're going into it? When the other the listing agents already told you, we've got two, we've got three, we have four. Like, well, you one crack at it pretty much. Right. Well, first thing, you got to temper ex- expectations at the beginning. Yep. Because I know plenty of buyers who look at their first house. Maybe it's listed for 250 They say, I think we want to offer 225 Nope. That ain't gonna do it. It's not gonna do it. There's no such thing as a deal right now like that. Yeah, and when we when you first three three or four years ago, you might be able to offer a little bit less. You might be able to ask for some closing costs. Right now, if there's two or more or three or four offers on the table, you're probably not getting your closing costs paid. I mean, no, unfortunately, you're probably not. And Probably you not got, getting that home warranty that everybody wants. I don't right. And you've got you to kind of temper expectations on closing costs, too, because when you talk about them, a lot of times people think, well, I want the seller to take care of the closing costs. No. Nope. They're the buyer's closing costs. Yep. It's just a good deal if you can get the seller to pay for them. And it's just different things that are customary in different regions of the country. That's like right. You, you go into different, if you watch, I don't really watch any of those shows or whatever, but <laughs> you hear in different markets, they do different things than like a seller paying buyer's closing costs. You go to another state, they've never even heard of that before. Like, you right. know, it's just something that people in our region, our area are accustomed to. And when you get into multiple offer situation, you can throw that out the window. Sometimes you end up paying more than the listing price, not getting your home warranty, not getting the appliances. Like, and it right. just comes down to how bad do you want the house? Really? Yeah. I mean, I mean, another <laughs> thing I do sometimes when I'm working with the buyer, I'll call the list agent and I'll say, what are you looking for here? What do you, what's your seller need? What do they need? Do they need time yeah. to get out? Do they need a quick close? Yep. Other than money. Like we all, you know, it's hard <laughs> know. to avoid that. Right, right, right. Not just say, you know what they're obviously going to say, well, who, whoever gives us the most money usually, but we've had, I had one two years ago or so where they actually wanted less. They didn't want a fast closing. They wanted, uh, can, what's your buyers? How fast do they need to move in? And we're like, we're not under any pressure. They're like, well, can you give us 60 days? That helped us win because yeah. everybody else like, we'll close this thing in 30 days. They didn't want that. They wanted two months to find something. So right. you would think by being able to close fast would get the deal done, but it all depends on, like you said. The, That's right. Yeah. And call the, call the agent. That's one reason to work with the buyer's agent. Communicate. Yes. And, and I think um, if you are trying to go without a buyer's agent in this market, you're going to be at a serious disadvantage. Oh, well, we talked about those other big websites out there that take 24 to 48 hours to syndicate. We don't even know right. like in podcast one. Yep. Uh, if you're finding out about a house that hit the market two days ago, if it's priced right in a decent spot, it's already sold by the time you're getting your little ding yeah, or gone. notification or whatever. But yeah, 
Now, on a flip coin, I don't want to wear everybody out, but you've got a listing coming up. And for sellers... For sellers, a multiple offer thing can be is, a blessing. Yeah, yeah. So plug your... Uh, what, what listing do you have coming up? Okay. Tomorrow? Well, is it it's tomorrow, to so it's uh, less than 24 hours from going live. Nice. I've got a nice... Um, Probably for a first-time home buyer, but not necessarily a uh, modestly priced three-bedroom, one-bath in J-Town. And J-Town's hot. J-Town is hot, and it is in great condition. They they went through it and did everything they needed to do. Is it four zero two nine nine? It is. Yeah, because I know J-Town's a little different. Like you one part is industrial, then one part's home, nice homes. Like it's yeah. There, I mean, there, there's places in J-Town that are. Huge and beautiful. There's starter homes. There's, like you said, industrial. There's everything in J-Town. Yep. So um, I guess by the time everybody hears this, today's Wednesday, Friday, it'll already... <laughs> it, may, it may already be gone. In fact, I instructed the person who entered the listing in, we're going to go live on Thursday. I told her, I said, we're not even going to look at offers till Saturday at noon. People do that. an offer. And what's crazy, we're talking about how frustrating... All right, all the, the market is or whatever. I have a guy who works third shift, and he works a really weird schedule. You know who he is. We started talking to this right. guy back in November, I think. Mm-hmm. But anyways, his schedule is so weird. He texted me the other day. He found a house he liked, you know, came through research and all that. And they weren't allowing showings, and they weren't looking at offers until the open house on Sunday. The house went live on Thursday. Well, he works third shift, and he works on Sundays. Mm-hmm. He didn't get off until 5 o'clock. They weren't doing showings, no showings, just the showings during the open house. They were hoping to sell it during the open house. Yeah. The sellers didn't even want to allow showings because I, I put a request in there for like six o'clock on that Sunday. Yeah. They declined it. They said, sorry. And sure enough, that Monday morning it was pending. So they right. just held an open house for two hours and sold their house. We didn't even get to look at it. Like, right. It's crazy. Now we do want offers. I, um, we're just not going to choose one. Respond. Yeah. 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 Well, um, and we'll show it. You can you can go see it. In fact, uh, if you've got a an agent, they can go see it without even making an appointment because it's vacant. Go and show. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's a perfect segue because not looking at offers until or not responding until offers till a certain time. That's what I just went through with our guest, Jason Lawrence from Fairway Independent Mortgage. He helped me win a bidding war. I showed a house on last Thursday, I think it was. We were like the second or third showing. By the time we left, and I was on my way home, the agent had already texted me and said that we have two offers and that he would be presenting them on Friday at 9 a.m. So if you want if you want in, you, you've got a little bit of time. But so it didn't matter what deadline I put in there, you know, yeah. 8, 8 p.m., 9 p.m., they weren't looking at them, which a lot of people do that too. They weren't looking at them until 9 a.m. So that gave me time to reach out to him, Jason, Within three minutes, he had me my pre-approval letter over. I put together a nice... That's another thing. When you're writing multiple offer situations, pre-approval letters are huge. If you put in there, my buyer will be pre-approved within the next three days or so. That compared to him getting me my pre-approval letter in three minutes and a nice clean offer with uh, you know your good faith check, all that. That helped us win. He didn't have much history with that listing agent. But still, he helped me put together the perfect offer, and we ended up winning. We, like I said, there were three. It was listed at uh, like one hundred seven. We had to go to one ten. So I mean, that's we were just talking yeah. what, the, what the market tell. I mean, over list price, 
over list price, and, no closing costs. And and I really think people got to get used to that in this market because some people really balk at that. Yeah, well, it, it's frustrating. It That's is. What, so I mean, you know, you want to try. Everybody wants to get a deal. I mean, yep. you know, even if it's a thousand bucks. But right now, not only are you not getting the deal that you hope for, you're actually overpaying. But anyways, all right, I digress. Let's. Uh, I mentioned his name a minute ago. Jason Lawrence, Fairway Independent Mortgage. Give us thirty seconds on. You know, don't give us your interview questions here. Tell us, you know, but just tell us, tell the whole world who you are. Sure. Well, uh, thanks for having me, guys. Um, Jason Lawrence, Fairway Independent Mortgage. I've been in the business for about 18 years now. Um, myself and my business partner actually opened the first Fairway branch in Kentucky a little over three years. And things have been great since then. Um, you know, you were talking about um, helping your buyer win that multiple offer in that situation. And, you know, you needed a quick pre-approval letter. Well, that's something I'd already done, but I had access to send it, you know, on the fly. I was actually in Dallas whenever you reached out to me. That's right. You were in Dallas, and then while we were while we were texting, I heard my email go off, and I thought, "There's no way." And sure <laughs> enough, I mean, it was literally two minutes. We had the pre-approval letter, had the offer over in in, in no time. So, yeah, I'm sorry. That's one of the coolest things I think is is I can send it from my phone, so it doesn't matter if I'm out of town at a stoplight. Outback grilling, you know, cutting the grass, what, whatever mm-hmm. I'm doing, I can send that pre-approval. I was going right to ask over. if you had like a, an app or, a, mm-hmm. yeah. or something cool where you can just plug yeah. in everything and you know all that. That's cool. Um, all right, well, there's his introduction. Now we're going to introduce a new segment. We're going to crack open a six-pack with Jason Lawrence. A six-pack of questions. Yeah, yeah. a six-pack of questions. Let's let's clarify. So I've got six questions for you. Like I said, since we're not giving an interview, just to tell everybody basic info about you. You ready? You're on the hot seat. I'm ready. I was kind of excited when you cracked that open, but yeah. now I'm, uh, I'm in the hot all right. seat. Well, you're on the hot seat, but the questions are they're gravy. So um, cats or cards? Cats, definitely. Yeah. See, what that does to everybody, that shows that we diversify here. Um, Neil and I, as you know, we're diehard cards fans, and we invited – lovingly into the the booth here a cats fan so yeah one over there neil yeah what's your hometown my hometown i live in crestwood where where are you from where'd you grow up so i grew up in southern indiana awesome. yeah i've been in the area most most of my whole life but yeah. i grew up in southern indiana and now i'm in crestwood cool. see i didn't i didn't know that yeah i didn't either <laughs> cool yeah. right, so this works uh, favorite food is it pizza or you got something else out there? I'd say pizza or steak. I mean, you can't go wrong with either one. All right, I was gonna say my my fear was you were gonna say like Italian or Mexican. I was like, let's give us a, <laughs> a, one specific. All right, so steak or pizza, that's fine. That's right. Favorite vacation spot somewhere you've actually been? Yeah, you've had to been there, not just I'd like to go to Rome. Or... I mean, I guess I'd have to say my favorite is Hilton Head, only because of the number of times I've been. Yeah, uh, that's something that myself and my family have gone to for years. Even when I was a kid, my parents would take me there, Damn. and then you know, once I had a family, then you know, I take my wife and kids there, and well, we've been there several if you times. Keep going there, then it's got to be because it's good. It's what about be, you? Right. Oh, uh, my family goes down to Pensacola, Florida, a lot. Nice. Uh, I've told everybody my mind's uh, Fort Morgan. Orange Beach, whatever you want to call it, that whole little strip down there in southern mm-hmm. Alabama. That's my favorite spot. Yeah. We Hopefully. started going there a few years ago. Beaches are great there, by yeah, the way. We, uh, I think we talked about that year you were going over. I think we went that same year, didn't we? Right, yeah. Spring and fall or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. I no, think it, you did. I think I, I said, oh, my gosh, are they vacationing together? Yeah, <laughs> you're right. Yeah, no, we, uh, hopefully when I get old, that might be end up where I end up at. Hopefully when I 
Yeah, we've talked uh, about buying property in Pensacola, Florida before and hanging out. It's kind of kind of slower pace than some of the other beaches down there. Exactly. On the That's exactly what we're like. All right, well, um, free time. So if you're not on the clock, which you're on the clock 24-7, if, if you're not on the clock, kids aren't, what, what do you like to do with your free time? Do you, are, are you a golfer? Do you fish? Do you, you know, what, what's it, just to kill time and do something for you? What's, what's your... You know, I mean, it, it used to be golf years ago. I'm really not much of a golfer anymore. Um, first of all, I mean, what's free time? <laughs> you know, I mean, right. um, no, a lot of the time spent actually at my kids' sports, which I, I love doing that. I mean, that's something I, I don't miss my kids' ball games or, or dance competitions for, for anything. And, you know, I mean, I just, I, I love doing it. So, and you once, coach some too, don't you? I have. I've coached in baseball. Yeah. Um, you know, in basketball, I kind of sit back and watch and, yeah. you know, yell from the sideline. But uh, I think I'm always kind of, always coaching though. And then, uh, what's your favorite restaurant? Favorite restaurant, I would say, would be Ceviche. You know, yeah. I've never been there. I know what Ceviche is, mm-hmm. but I've never been there. And right. it's close to where I live. Yeah, that's right down the road from you. I've delivered there a million times back in the in the day, but I've never ate there either. It's white tablecloth, ain't it? It, it is. I mean, but it, it, I mean, it's, it's great. Chips and guac. You got to start with the chips and guac oh. there. They have. I didn't even like guac until I went to Ceviche, and I had to try it, and now I, I love it. I've but heard but only at Ceviche it. though. Huh? I said only only at Ceviche. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, uh, let's get back on track with the lending side of things. All right. Yeah, that's another thing. We're just bringing. I mean, he he offers. We both technically work in real estate. I always tell people too. I'm not the money guy. Anytime we do consults and stuff with people, um, when they start asking questions, I'm like, uh, he's the money guy. Once you get the money guy figured out. Then I go help you pick and choose and all yeah, that. Yeah, and we we can answer broad <laughs> questions about financing, yeah. but when you get into the nitty gritty of it, we got to ask the experts. Yeah, I can help you with like the interest rate or you know, um, but when it gets down to how much is my house payment going to be, what's how much is my insurance, all that, I, I defer all that to to our our loan officers. So speaking of, there you go, perfect. Um, different types of product. I know we know. VA loan, FHA loan. What all? What all do you guys offer out there? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, VA, FHA, um, conventional. Um, we also have rural housing loans, which is a great loan that doesn't require a down payment. Nice. That's what I use for my house. But mm-hmm. you have to live. There's a map. We've talked about it before. You got to live outside the red zone or whatever it is. You do, but you'd be surprised. I mean, people think rural housing like they have to live way out in the middle of nowhere, oh. and that's not the case at all. I mean. You know, oh. for instance, in Bullet County, I mean, all of Shepherdsville qualifies. Which, oh, wow. Well, it's an incentive to get you to move out of the highly concentrated areas, I guess. Uh, no you know. down payment's a pretty sweet deal. Yeah, 100% oh, yeah. financing's great. Yeah. That's, right. a, that's a, a great product. And uh, and you would think, yeah, you definitely would think Shepherdsville wouldn't call for that because there's a lot of people that live right, right it's, there. it's really not that rural. <laughs> it's not that rural at all. Not no. like it used to be anyways. No. All right. And um, then, one other product uh, I want to bring up too is just Kentucky Housing Corporation loans. So that's another loan where we can give down payment assistance. And one of the best things about those loans, you know, with us, we're one of the few lenders in the state that are actually delegated to underwrite on behalf of KHC. So what that means is, you know, it's more in our control. We're not sending it off. And we can also close those faster than most lenders out there because, once again, we are in control of that, that process. Yeah, you all are in control from – that, and that helps with what we talked about earlier – I don't know if we were on or off the air, but your closing days. What I mean, you mm-hmm. can close. I always pitch twenty-one days because that's what I've all you know I've always heard. But then the other day you were telling me you could close in 
eight days so i've actually closed multiple loans in in eight days and you know most people don't need to close in eight days but there are certain reasons from time to time why that why it doesn't need to and you know we always say you can close when you want to well if that's in eight days then that's that's what we'll do so i've kind of wondered why can you guys close so quickly i don't know other people that can and and i guess i never have really peeked back behind the curtain in the mortgage industry so i don't really i don't know what you all do so well that that mm-hmm. makes you able to close that quickly. Sure. I mean, we're still doing the same processes. I mean, all of us have to pretty much do the same process throughout. However, you know, with us, the closing date really means something. Um, you know, whereas I've worked elsewhere in the past and, you know, the way they look at it is if you miss a closing date by a few days, it's not a big deal. Or they look at it that the lender is going to set the closing date. But that's that's not true. I mean, in, in our eyes, you know, the buyer, the sellers, they agree to a closing date. And so whatever that date is, we're going to hit it. And, you know, everybody's on board. Well, we agents really do appreciate when the lenders can honor those closing dates and hit them on time. On the list side too, buy side, list side, because the listing agents, we all know, you're you're not necessarily at the mercy of the buyer, but once you're through inspections and repairs and appraisals, you pretty much are. You're you're at the mercy of when they can close. And if you have a date in the contract, some people write uh, windows. We always like to put dates in there just to get, it gives everybody a target date. So if you can hit those dates. That's probably going to lead to other agents using you, you know, when, when they're satisfied on both sides. So more closings is going to lead to what I've recently heard about or saw on Facebook when you were in Dallas. That's what you said you were at last week to your all's big uh, to do down there. You won some big award. Yeah, yeah we, we were down there for our annual awards uh, at Fairway. So we always do that at the Gaylord Texan down there because it's the, really the only place that can hold that many people. Um, but fortunately, I, I did win the President's Club Award which they, um, they give that out if you hit either $25 million in closed loan volume or close at least 125 transactions. And I actually went over on, on both of those. On both? How many did you close? So I actually helped 164 families last year. That's awesome. Damn. That's awesome. And we were saying earlier uh, off the air about the, the market here compared to if you were in California – and you hit twenty five million, you sell two houses, and you're and you're there. Right. Here, you're gonna you're gonna have to work a little bit harder to to hit those numbers, which is why I mean, one hundred sixty four. Right. That's uh that's impressive, and that's refis too. I didn't even think about you. you it, it does include refis, but honestly, in twenty eighteen, I mean, out of those one hundred and sixty four, I, I bet you five or six were refis. All the oh wow! Purchases. Really? Mm-hmm. I figured that would be those numbers would be way higher than that. Now, this year may be a little different though. I mean, rates have dropped so much that we're actually doing some refinancing right now. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah. And you can, I guess you can close those refis just, just Quick. as fast. Oh, yeah. That's, that's incredible. So with the refis, I don't know if, I mean, you're already, you're already owning your house. So I don't know if the, you find that the credit score is nearly as important with that compared to a first time home buyer. What's, um, I know we talked about different loan product earlier. What's the lowest that you can typically go to, to get, to get for like a first time home buyer. Cause that's usually what everybody that you get your those apps out there that monitor your credit because everybody's watching to hit a certain number, right? And and those apps aren't always well, they're definitely not always <laughs> remotely accurate. But anyways, what's uh what's kind of a target the, the lowest number you guys would go to? So the lowest score we'll go to is a five eighty on an FHA loan. Um, now with that you do have to have you know, a small down payment. I mean three and a half percent down with the five eighty. Three and a half percent. Yep, FHA because that rural housing loan we talked about earlier, I think. With that being 100% financing, the credit score has got to be a little bit higher. That's pretty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So, um, all right. So I have the million dollar question that, that not only borrowers want to know, but real estate agents too agents would like to know. Agents want to know this too, yeah. You don't have to get all super detailed, but what's the difference in a pre-qualification versus a pre-approval? Like just kind of general terms here without... Sure. That, that's a great question. And, you know, it depends on who you ask. I mean, I think you'll get a different answer every time. If you ask different lenders, real estate agents, um, I think everybody's kind of got a different answer. But typically a, a prequal means that, you know, at least at Fairway, we've pulled their credit. We've at least gone through and asked them how, you know, what their income is, what their assets are. And, you know, if they tell me, you know, hey, I make a, you know, 15 bucks an hour, 20 bucks an hour, I work 40 hours a week. We, we typically you know, tend to believe that. Um, now, if somebody's maybe self-employed, then we need to look at tax returns. And, you know, a case like that, we may have to do an actual full pre-approval, meaning that we're getting all their documentation and putting that in front of our underwriter to review the file. And that's taxes and pay stubs, et cetera. Two years, right? Right. right. And, and like I said, we don't always have to do that because, you know, most files, I mean, especially doing this for 18 years, I'm able to pull credit, talk through it, and, and know whether that loan is going to close or not. And one of them is going to take a 15-minute phone conversation. The yeah. other could take a couple of days or a, day. a, a few days. I mean, it really yeah. depends on how fast people send in their documents. Mm-hmm. And most entrepreneurs out there, or 1099, you know, depending on how they claim stuff, they probably know that anyway. That, that they're not just going to be able to call and say, "I made 50 grand last year." Oh, okay, right. cool. No, they're going to the lenders going to want to say, for the past two years, let me let me see your returns, your income, all that. That's right. Stuff. <laughs> I'm not even. I don't even want to. Mm-hmm delve into all that but so they're probably i bet in most cases i don't know i'm just being general here but they probably already kind of know that, that they're not gonna be able to call you and get it pre-approved over the phone they're gonna probably have to provide documents is that sometimes sure. the case they're already expecting that <clears throat> that's what i figured most of them i'll tell you what though i like sending some of my buyers to jason and one reason is i can call him up at odd times and say hey can you get this person approved can we go look at a house or Sunday night. Yes, right. weird times. <laughs> and he does it quickly, and, and it's helpful. You know, a lot of people that I work with work banker hours. They work from 8 to 4, 8 yep. to 5. So they're not interested in looking at houses in those hours. So it might be Saturday night at 7 p.m. He works the same right. hours we do, which yeah. we work the hours that nobody else is working. Uh, right. Exactly. <laughs> and that's what I always say. If, if I get a call or a text, if I'm awake, I'm going to respond to it. Right. Now, you know, if I get a text at 11 o'clock at night, it doesn't mean – you know, if they don't need me to jump on the phone right then, I, I may not, you know, call them right then, but I'll at least respond to them and set up a call for the next day. Right. But, you know, I've had agents call me before at 11 o'clock at night and say, hey, I'm really sorry, but these people <laughs> need pre-approved right now. They want to write an offer. And like I said, if I'm awake, I, I'll do it. But that's from this market. That's the reason why agents are calling you at 11 o'clock. And it's created mm-hmm. the sense of urgency across to everything. I mean, age real estate agents – Loan officers, probably, I bet even home inspectors, title, I bet they are, they're all affected by this craziness that we're all dealing with. But, uh, yeah, we need people uh, to sell their houses. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what are, we, we talked about the lowest credit score or not, that's typically what you go down to. Um, give me some factors. If somebody has a, a credit card that's maxed out mm-hmm. or, or they're, you know, the balance or, you know, they all they have 30 bucks available on it. What would be not the biggest? I mean, I'm sure every, every file is different. So, but what would be one of the bigger items that somebody could pay attention to that would affect their credit the most? 
like one thing, you know, just typically. Like, I would say, I mean, it really is credit card balances. I mean, that you, you really want, uh, yeah, I mean, you really want to keep those credit card balances under about thirty-five percent of what you're you're allowed to put on that credit card. Um, it's funny too because a lot of people think that if they pay off the credit cards, pay them down to zero, that that's going to help their score. Yeah, which it, it may in some cases, but I've had people where they've paid them off down to zero, and I've told them, hey, go out and spend twenty bucks on it. Once you do that, your score is going to go up twenty points or twenty-five wow. points. So it makes a huge difference. You want to have a, a super small balance on it, but you really don't want a zero balance. Right. And one thing, one thing that's awesome about Jason too, and this is a good plug for him. I've had people that are close to being able to to buy a house. Jason doesn't just say, "Oh, sorry," click. He counsels them and says, "Hey, if you do X, Y, and Z, we'll get you approved in thirty days, and and you'll be set to go." Right. Well, we do work with a lot of people that way. I mean, we always want to at least put them on a plan. You know, we don't ever want to just look at a situation and say, no, we can't do the loan. I mean, we're on we're on their side. We want to help them get into a house. Right. So we don't want to say no. So we at least want to find out. I mean, it, it might be a, a five-day plan. It might be a two-week plan, or it might be a one-year or two-year plan. Yeah, but right. it, we're at least going to give them the tools and say, here's what you need to do in this time frame. Right. Yeah, because, uh, like you said, the, the debt-to-income can be something small or – Everybody's files different. Everybody's backgrounds different. What they've done, you see, way more than we see. I mean, you, when you pull all that, you know. And with your background, you used to work for a bigger bank. So you talk yeah. about your 18 years experience. Most of that was working with a bigger bank that wouldn't allow you to deal with probably 90% of our clients. I mean, most of our clients, for the most part, a lot of them are first-time home buyers. And when you're a first-time home buyer, your file's not. You know, 780 credit score, making $250,000 a year. You know, it's not pretty and perfect. It takes, on our end and your side, takes a lot of work. Used to, you couldn't even touch these files. Now that you're no longer with the the bigger bank, you can do, you said your hands are, they had you in cuffs, and now now you can actually work with way bigger pool, I guess. Definitely. I mean, that's true. I always say if, if a loan can be done, we can do it at Fairway. Um, which is great because where I was in the past, I mean, there were so many people that we had to turn away that I knew could go somewhere else and get a loan. And I want to be able to help everybody. Like I said, if, if, if they can get a loan, I want to be able to help them with that. That's a powerful thing because I don't know if it, the, it holds true as much as it did 20 years ago. You know, the, the American dream is home ownership. And if you couldn't even touch half of them now, when, when I hand somebody the keys, you're, you're you know, you're there at the closings, uh, too. That's, one of the most, that's I guess that's one of the favorite, my favorite parts of my job is sliding them the keys when we're done. Clear, you know, we close and here you go, and seeing, you know, you see it too, mm-hmm. Neil, you see it too. I mean, the joy that somebody has worked on their credit, worked at their job, saved up, done everything right. Yeah, now and they've then, got their own place to go do whatever they want to it, in there. It's huge. You can and and you've got so much more freedom inside your own place than when you're renting someone else's place or crashing at mom's house or whatever you're doing having your own place is freedom. Right. Yeah. You're right. I mean, I love meeting people at closing because so many times, you know, I really don't meet my clients before that closing date. Now I'm happy to, if they prefer to come in the office and sit down and talk face to face, I'm happy to do that all day long. But you know, nowadays most people don't want to do that. So, so much is done over the phone and by email. That right. Usually that's the first time I'm meeting them. Now I feel like I already know them because I've talked to them so much, but you know, definitely get, get joy in meeting them at closing. So since we're, Talk. We've talked about helping first-time home buyers, all that good, the low credit scores, the things that can affect it. If you had one, I'm calling it a nugget, but one uh, little bit of info here that you could give a borrower that's out there in podcast land, 
that's listening and they they're on the fence. They've been thinking about something important to give to them moving forward, whether they call us or call you first, you know, um, which by the way, your NMLS is what? My my company's NMLS is twenty two eighty nine and mine is five two four nine four. That's good. And I'm glad I'm glad you brought that up because that's something I definitely had to say before we you know, before we ended here. Yeah. I have to put that out there. Yeah, and so they can probably even Google search you with even though they know who you work for, they don't know what your face looks like, but if you can put in Jason and put in his number, bam, there he is, fairway independent. But so if you wanna know what his face looks like, go hop on our Facebook page. Yep. Well it'll be on there along with Neil's beautiful mug over there and my mug that everybody's probably getting sick of seeing but yeah we got a new face so we'll uh you can put the the face with the the voice and the name but um so yeah your your one nugget would be for for buyers i would say you know definitely reach out to, to me first before you before you try to i guess fix your credit or prepare to buy a house on your own because like i said before a lot of people think that they need to pay this down or they need to do this before they call me but call me first. We'll look at it. We'll tell you exactly what to do if you're ready or we'll walk you through the steps to, to get you ready. Very cool. And that goes to what states? Do you lend in like so, five, four, I don't know yeah, how many states? My branch does, you know, primarily Kentucky and Indiana. We're also licensed in Tennessee, Illinois, and Florida. Um, but Fairway has a branch in every state in the U.S. And, really? and so I, I know pretty much somebody in every state that I could refer you to. Cool. And I would say, too, uh, about reaching out. I will run into buyers sometimes and you'll say, Hey, have you talked to a lender or anything? They say, well, when we find the right house, we're going to do that. Wrong, 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 wrong. <laughs> Get in a position where, especially we keep talking about this market where you can throw that offer together immediately and have your finances in a row. Well, if you're, if you're a listing agent or the listing parties, you have two offers that are in hand. One's got a pr pretty nice little pre-approval letter that was, updated today this morning and it's got the amount on it or you have a, an offer that sits over here and says well my buyer is going to go out within the next two to three days and get pre-approved it's not even i wouldn't even, i wouldn't even consider no, it's no not contest even, at that point it's not a multiple offer situation i'm just picking <laughs> whoever's got the pre-approval letter in hand and, and, that's just me <laughs> and i would i would say i would advise a, a seller to probably even take one that's a little bit less 100%. that's already been pre-approved mm -hmm. Yeah, hundred percent. Especially if you know if you know the lender. I mean, you know that's what. Anytime I ask him, do you, do you have any history? You know that that helps having a little bit of. I don't know if we call it pull, but um, um, a relationship that's already exists there. That's going to help. I mean, it just, it just has to uh, being, you know, being human beings. I guess I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I think that uh, we can segue into the. I guess it would be real estate, not really hundred percent real estate, because the first thing I had was. We were talking the other day about that big steel deal. Yeah, they're if you're, a huge investment in the area. We're, we, we say talk about town. It's not necessarily, it doesn't have to be our town. No. In this case, it's Brandenburg, which anybody out there that's listening, Brandenburg, Kentucky, it's a river town. I don't know. It's about Mead County. Mead County, 45 minutes. I don't know. From here, for me, it's about 45 minutes. From yeah, me, it's probably an hour. Same. 45 minutes. Probably about that. Well, um, when was this? March 27th. So last week, um, they made a big announcement. A company called Nucor Corporation is investing $1.35 billion. That's with a B. With a B. Yeah, into Brandenburg. It's a steel mill. Uh, they said that new businesses will create more than 400 jobs with an average of $72,000 a year. So for those of you that don't know Brandenburg, it's not the biggest metropolis. You know, I mean, there's it's just a smaller 
smaller town, smaller area. Um, and you put 1.35 billion out there with 400 jobs and everybody's going to be making 72 grand. And that's not even counting building the, you know, building it. Right. These, these 72 grand are for employees, workers there. So, um, that was real big. I don't know if you all saw it on the news when Bevan took the, uh, the phone call from the president <laughs> while he was there giving his interview. He's like, hold on one second. This is the president. Uh, and you know, <laughs> Trump got on there talking about how great he is. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I thought that was um, for our for the state of Kentucky anyway. That's huge. Yeah, it uh, is huge. One point three five billion dollar investment. Uh, that's gigantic for jobs and and for real estate agents. I would think. Yeah, They're, definitely. Those four hundred people are. Hope, I would think they could afford a pretty decent little house. And lenders, they they lend in Brandenburg. They so, might uh, they might need a mortgage, <laughs> right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So uh, everybody, they're here. We everybody wins. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was kind of a, a slash real estate, not technically real estate. Yeah. You two, you two um, we were talking about on the way in here was uh, spring break. Landon was on spring break with me last week, so because he's in, in in Indiana, theirs is different. But your both of your all's kids are. Yeah, we're we're in you spring break out? right now. I yep, the, I kicked <laughs> them out so we could record the podcast in the revamped studio slash office. Yeah. And uh they're out doing fun stuff and I'm gonna hook up with them here when we get done. And uh this week's kind of staycation week for us. Uh, I love doing, staycations. Yeah, well you know, we um we actually were planning on going to a trip to Dallas to see my oh, yeah. sister where Jason no just was. Uh but yeah, if you remember I had that surgery recently. I'm I'm pretty well recovered, but we didn't know, so we, we decided to not do that. So we're we're kind of hitting the town and seeing stuff and doing things, doing some projects around the house. Are you going to go see the Giants? Well, Have you seen the Giants, Jason? Do you know what the Giants are? No. What was oh, that? come on. Do you know what the Giants are? I know what the Giants oh, are. Okay. Uh, right. Out at Burnham. <laughs> okay, I've been seeing that on Facebook recently. Yes. We went last week. Uh, there's only three of them. They all have names, but supposedly the guy... He put one in Gatlinburg that looks out over the mountain. Oh, okay. They say to climb there, you literally have to climb up the mountain to go up there. And here, there's way more of a hike involved in this one, too, that nobody even, we were unaware. That right. They're not the closest to each other. One's on one lake, one's on the other side of the other lake, the one's on the back side of this lake. But in parking, we went on a Wednesday afternoon at lunchtime, and it was a madhouse. And supposedly that first weekend that cars were backed up all the way to the interstate. I've heard that it's that it's gotten a lot of traffic, and and you know I actually I have a background in the arts. I went to college for fine arts and stuff. Something that this tells me is this is awesome. People are out there appreciating some cool art. Yeah, I didn't even think about that, but I tell you, they're going to be there for three years. So everybody's panic mode, like got to get out there, got to get out there. Uh, I bet with this weather, I bet right now that place is it's a probably packed house. Yeah, because when we were there, a bunch of people had IU shirts on and stuff. So I guess oh, right. they had worked their way down while they were on spring break. But I mean, Bullet County Schools are on spring break right now, so everybody out there is probably yeah. And three years, I think he's supposed to be adding some more. Oh, that's a cool. couple of years putting a few more out there. But um, I think it'd be. I don't know if they're made of cedar, whatever type of wood it is. But over a three-year period, I'm sure they're going to change. Yeah, for moss sure. Moss and uh, all that good stuff. But, yeah, um, what else do you all have on tap? What do you got, you know, Jason, for your So, I mean, we're doing a staycation, too. I mean, you know, if you ask my kids, I don't think they're too too happy about it. But, they uh, never you know, are, yeah. No, i got, got to sit out spring break every now and then. Uh, I think they're actually out at the, the zoo today with this nice weather out, out with my wife. So I may 
and meet up with them after we're finished recording. Here. I'm meeting up with the family, and we're going to the zoo as well. You right. mentioned you guys Bern- plan this out, right? We didn't, <laughs> but I tell you what. You mentioned Bernheim being packed out. I have a feeling the zoo's going to oh. be packed out today. It is a gorgeous day today. It's going to be like yeah. 68 or something. Yeah. yeah it's going to be incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, is that hole? Do they fill in the sinkhole? I think it's still there, but they deemed everything safe. Did they? I think yeah. so. I don't think it's in the section where you actually you know, are yeah. able to get to it. Anyway. Yeah. yeah, I remember that they thought it might have something to do with, or I heard rumors, like wasn't there an earthquake down in Tennessee that week or something like that? I, I saw on the news that somebody was saying like, and then they had to come in and check everything, and they and they closed the um, the, the me- caves, the mega cabin. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah they yeah. shut that down too because well, I don't know if it's back open, but I bet it gets business right now too due to all. Yeah, that. Have definitely. You all, have you all been down in there? We no, all, we always go do the Christmas lights. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's all we've done too. We, we we go at Christmas time every year. I haven't done the it. Christmas lights, but I've zip lined through there. Me and Chris oh, okay. went on our second anniversary or something like that. We went and did that. Uh, Zip line all the way down through there, but the one I haven't done whatever. But we went. Oh yeah, we went this year to uh, to do the lights under Louisville or whatever, and the traffic was backed all the way out under Waterson, so we oh bailed. I've got I've got a pro tip for that. Okay, so they open at like five or six or something. So they open at five. Go show up at four fifteen. You'll sneak right in, and they open it actually before whenever it is. You're out before the the opening time. Nice. Yeah. I'll put that in my pocket. All right. Yeah, because... Uh, Don't everybody you... go do that now, though. Yeah. <laughs> the cat's out of the cat's bag. cat's out of the bag. Great. No, uh, we went on like a Saturday night at like 8 o'clock or something. Rookie mistake. It was... We Troy and Sean were behind us. We sat in line for 20 minutes and didn't move. And I was like, we got to get the hell out of here. <laughs> so uh, I'm, not, I'm not waiting an hour or two to, to look at Christmas lights. I'm just... I'm too old for that. <laughs> it is yeah. worth seeing though i think it's really cool yeah is it different every year or do they do the same like the, it's different ish i think yeah i mean i haven't noticed a lot of differences but um it's, it's definitely worth checking out well uh that's cool how's everybody's brackets i know this <laughs> it, but is anybody well, I, mean, I, can, I can say mine's finished at this point I mean, yeah the, the points i have now is, is what i'm yeah with. <laughs> <laughs> how's everybody everybody's brackets are Done. Who who would have uh, Texas Tech? Who is it? Virginia, Michigan Auburn, State, and Auburn. And Michigan State. Once my uh, Cardinals were out, I've got a college friend that uh, lives in East Lansing, and I believe he works at Michigan State. And uh, I kind of adopt Michigan State when when the cards are out, and uh, that was a heck of a win against Duke. I had Duke win it all. And I didn't think it was going to be a contest. And I had to listen to it on the radio, which killed me because I got to watch the first half, had to leave and listen to it. But what they did do is it was almost chalk, the, the final, the Elite Eight or whatever. It was like the first time since, what they say, 97 or something that the ones and twos and almost all the threes made it or whatever. But they said it was going to lead to really good competitive – well, they thought it was going to lead to really good competitive, you know, semi, the Elite Eight and Final Four games. And uh, those Sweet 16 Elite Eight games were – Bad. I mean, every single one of them either went into overtime or it was decided by like four points at the end or whatever. They were all a bunch of good games, but Texas Tech, I never even thought. I wonder how many people's brackets. No, Only I'm, people in Texas had Texas Tech creeping. Right. So my bracket looked great all the way until the Elite Eight. I think I actually hit seven out of the eight Elite Eight Damn. teams. Dang, that's and not I bad. I don't have any of the Final Four teams correct. Oh, man. I missed them all. Really? Yeah. yeah uh, 
I think I couldn't do that if I tried again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, picking them all wrong, like picking every single one yeah. wrong. I think uh, Auburn is probably the one that, with them losing that Okiki, I, I figured that was over. I figured Kentucky would blow him out of the water when that dude went down. But uh, Auburn's legit. Uh, I, I think we talked. Was it me and you talking on the radio? Whoever makes the other team play their style, because Virginia, we know they they like to score in the low forties, and uh, Michigan State being the Big Ten, they kind of slow things down too. Auburn gets up and down the floor, right. and so is Texas Tech. So, if either coach or team can force the other one to play their style, I think that's who. If 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 the sco- low scoring games, low possessions, I think we can see a boring Michigan State Virginia championship game that would maybe. I'm go- <laughs> I'm going. I'm making the prediction. This is for my friend Micah. All right, go. I'm for saying it. Izzo gets it done this year. You think so? Yeah, that's what I think. That's my prediction. They've had so many injuries too. I mean, aren't there several guys that? There are you know, some guys out, but the the guys they still got right. left are good. Well, that's the thing. They stepped up even more once these guys got injured. Yep. Yeah, and then our women, our lady. Well, they don't call them lady cards anymore. The uh, women's basketball team for the cards. They lost. Uh, was that the that was the lead eight too? Yeah, right? I believe so. Yeah, um, we talked about it before we started recording. Jeff Wallace calling out the, the governor. That was hilarious because. I forget what it was. The governor. He neglected props. to mention. He gave them, he gave Kentucky men's basketball props. Congratulations, yeah. guys! And then Jeff was like, "Hey, just in case you were wondering, <laughs> uh, you got a, a girls' team over here. We're still we're still playing." And they had they had national championships <laughs> hopes. I mean, they they're oh, good. I've watched them. Yeah. Probably five or six games this year, and yeah, they uh, I didn't watch them on that one, but uh, yeah, that sucks. Uh, they they thought they were gonna had a decent chance to win it all. Unfortunately, in women's, I mean, anytime you run into UConn, I mean, I don't care if they're ranked first or fourth or fifth or whatever they were. Every year. It's still UConn women's basketball. That's yeah. true. That's what they said when they were talking on the on the news the other night was uh, it, it doesn't matter if you could beat them by 30 on a Tuesday and then the following week they could blow you out. It's just, it's just the nature of the beast, I guess. Yeah. But in, uh, in baseball news, <laughs> I saw last night the big rivalry that everybody keeps up with. Yeah, right. The uh, baseball news cards beat the the cats yesterday. So uh, when the cards beat the cats at anything, 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 tiddlywinks doesn't, doesn't matter. Checkers. It's always a good day, right, Jason? Uh, I've got a buddy on Facebook. He's going to tell us every single time. Like you said, it doesn't matter what it is. Keeps alerts Within on his five phone. Five minutes of the victory, it's out there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Well, uh, let's uh, let's talk about some home improvement stuff. That not really real estate, but just on a personal. Like, yeah, just doing? home stuff. Yeah, yeah, just. What you got going on? You well, backyard um, rehab or something. We've got a whole backyard rehab plan going. Uh, it's we got phases, we got sketches, we got all kinds of stuff. But we actually, um, the last phase got moved up because I I ran into a free hot tub, and uh, it's multiple sitting, offer situation. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> sitting in my driveway right now, and uh, we're now we're scratching our heads, saying, okay, how can we speed up the different phases and integrate this thing and Sit there and soak in the hot tub, man. When's your when's your completion goal deadline? Maybe like a month or six months or this year? I don't know. No, no clue. <laughs> it's hard to say because I mean it involves cutting down a tree and all kinds of stuff. So, you know, uh, speaking of backyards, how's the bees? Uh, well, um, I was supposed to have. They were supposed to be in here like the second week of April if I was lucky. For those of you all that are even keeping up, you know, I'm I'm, I'm getting ready to be a, they call them beaks, B-E-E-K, beaky. Yeah, they really? That's just a little, little thing, like beaks. I don't know if you knew this or not, but I'm getting bees. Uh, 
hopefully I might have some honey by the end of the year. But uh, they were supposed to be here second week if I was lucky, probably third week of April. She called me Sunday, like three days ago, and said they'll be here this Saturday. Do they so, mail the bees? These are being picked picked up by uh, by uh, a breeder. Like people breed them, like dogs, and you know, sell them and all that stuff. It's a whole fascinating, crazy, intricate world out there for so, bees. So they can't Amazon you bees, I guess. Right? It, That's one thing you can't get on Amazon. Yeah, though you might get bees on <laughs> you Amazon. Probably can. I have no idea. <laughs> but uh, she uh, she's buying them from a local breeder down in Springfield, and you have to build a stand, build a. I'm getting ready to post which on this note as well, we started a Facebook page for Sunset Farm. I haven't really launched it out there yet. Yeah. I have it set up, and I've, I'm working on it. But following along my journey of uh, beekeeping from literally ground zero, reading the book, Beekeeping for Dummies, literally, <laughs> literally starting there to hopefully in a couple of years, who knows how many I'll have. I mean, hopefully I have a handful. But um, I, I, haven't told, I haven't told you all this. I won these. Like, I won the, the bees. The bees. I'll keep this short, okay. but they, they come in what's called a nook in UC. And what it is, it's like five frames that already have everything you need and they're living in. The box isn't probably a foot wide, two foot deep, whatever, but it already has the frames in there and it already has a queen. It already has all the workers. Like they've been living in this for a couple of weeks and you can buy those, bring them home, swap out the frames in your, my, my huge box that has the honey stuff above it, uh, the super. And it's so you don't have to worry about it. it's already rolling like it's a well-oiled machine. You just take it out of that box and put it into yours. Well, when we, I went to a class last Saturday for like eight hours, a beekeeping class. And while you were there, they did door prizes. Every time you you know every fifty minutes, you get a ten-minute break and they draw. Well, at the very end, the grand prize was a two hundred-dollar value nook. And sure enough, I couldn't believe it. Like. I'm sitting there with a couple people I met that were sitting at my table. She read off the numbers, and I was like, no freaking way. I won the free one. Like, I never – That's awesome. I, I never won anything. So that's a good jump start to my beekeeping career. I don't know what you call that. But uh, so, like I said, she told me that day. She was like, third week of April, if you're lucky, the second week. And then she calls me Sunday, blowing me up. And she's like, six days. And I was like, holy shit. Dang. Like, so everything got I'm, – I'm painting it all today. And Olivia's going to go around and put sunflowers and paint it all up, make it all look nice and yeah. pretty. And But, uh, yeah, so the bees. And then we're setting up at the Bardstown Farmer's Market. Obviously, I probably won't have any honey this year. But next summer, I'm going to have, hopefully, honey with our little logo on it. And who knows? Who knows? It's very uh, – it's a fluid development. Like, I'm just seeing, yeah. going for kind of like kind of like this podcast. We're just yeah. letting Build, it rip. Building the plane as you fly it. Yeah, it's exactly right. Yep. So, so how many stings does it take before you pull the plug? Well, that was number one when they tell you, like, if you play with fire, you get burned. If you keep bees, you're going to get stung. It's going to happen. So, I mean, right. I'm not too worried about it because they said it's well, – What's the over-under, Neil, on that? Uh, when it's I'd all said we're gonna and done? A- we're going to average five a day. Right. Yeah, well, uh, I have a suit and all that. Uh, I got a beekeeper suit. But, uh, no, they, they say it doesn't hurt as bad as a wasp or a bumblebee. But it's kind of like a, a sweat bee type deal, so it's not a monster sting. But still, I don't ever want to get stung. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> it's gonna happen. My, my worst fear is I take off my suit and I get relaxed and I'm just sitting there. And all of a sudden, one snuck in. I didn't know about it. All of a sudden, it lights me up when I'm hanging out. But yeah, uh, yeah. So um, yeah, the bees are coming along. Um, 
Let's talk about smoking some meat. Oh, smoking meat. <laughs> <laughs> We've got some uh, meat smokers in here. Uh, I'm on season two. Uh, last year I was a rookie, and uh, these two guys are some seasoned meat smokers. Uh, <laughs> Jason uses the... Uh, What's it called? I, I use the big green egg. So I've been I've been smoking meat for about three years. Nice, now. nice. Neil, you use an electric, right? I use an electric one. I've I've done propane and electric, and electric's the way to go between those two. That's what you told me when I was thinking about buying mine. But what uh, what's your favorite meat to smoke? Well, I mean, I'll tell you, it's definitely time consuming. Which uh, I mean, I'd say that's probably probably one of my main hobbies. You asked earlier, you know, what I do in my free time. That that's definitely it. Is, is grilling or, or outside smoking. Um, it's time consuming, but you know, I, I think, I mean, everything that I make on there is good. I feel like whether it's grilling, smoking, that's what I love about the green egg. You can do all of that. You can even bake on it. I mean, I've done homemade pizzas on there. Um, that's just cool. recently though. I bought <laughs> some, I bought some stuffed pork chops from Boone's butcher shop out in Bardstown. Oh yeah. My neck of the woods. That's what we were talking yeah. about. Boone's maybe. Well, I was out yeah. there for a closing and I had, you know, somebody said, Oh, you're, you're by Boone's. You've got to get these stuffed pork chops. So I went and got them and, you know, went ahead and, and made them that night. They were unbelievable. I bet. I mean, I think of a pork chop normally. I mean, it's a pork chop. It's a little drier. It's, you know, thin. But this thing, it was a bone-in stuffed pork chop filled with breakfast sausage. Oh, goodness. Damn. I mean, how can you make pork better? You stuff it with more pork. Yeah. A pig and a pig. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah, you know, that's what they say with like uh, when they take a chicken breast or whatever and they dip it in eggs. And now we're gonna they eat the mother and <laughs> yeah. the uncooked. Ch- yeah, you're like stuff stuff with more pork in there. Uh, when you all are smoked, do you like are you beef or pork? You I'm whatever. Like ribs, because uh, I I like a lot of pork stuff, but uh, a good beef tenderloin in the smoker is hard to beat. Yeah, I like pork. I'm a. I mean, I'll eat whatever. Don't get me wrong. When I'm smoking ribs, like we were saying the other day, the cow's rib is twice the size of a porker i don't know i just like pork it's just my i mean to each their own it's just my preference well, right? you're also leaving out one of the major food groups of chicken wings too smoking chicken wings uh, yeah, yeah that's great smoke smoke the wings and put them in a good hot sauce yep yeah that's hard uh, to beat it is yeah well um i we somebody told me the other day that you can smoke year round i read somewhere that like 60 or 55 degrees i think is what i said and, and above and so I don't even, I cover mine up. Mine's been covered up for three, four months now, whatever. And you told me you smoke year round. I, I mean, I'll, I'll do it year round. I, mean, I do too. A, uh, yeah. Put on a thicker coat. Yeah. We always, outside. I mean, we do the, uh, the Turkey Thanksgiving and sometimes <laughs> it's pretty dang cold in November. And, and by the way that if you haven't had smoked Turkey, you've yet to taste Turkey the oh, right way. Did you see my Facebook this year? I smoked, I smoked, uh, three Turkey. I did a practice one. Yeah. Just to make sure I didn't mm-hmm. bomb it on yep. Thanksgiving. And then I smoked two different ones for different locations and they were unbelievable. Yeah, so I, a, the year before that, I deep fried one. That's the first time I ever deep fried a turkey for Thanksgiving. Those were killer. Smoked. It's a whole nother world. I right. think and, it's And I feel better. like it's hard to go wrong too because I mean, you're smoking at such a low temperature. As long as you can keep that temperature down, oh. it comes out great. Yep. Yeah. And if you and I feel like turkey absorbs the, the, the flavor of the... The wood, we were talking about the different, if you like, for fish. And I think yeah. turkey, it absorbs it and you taste it more than you do, like, I mean, pork ribs, beef ribs, whatever. They don't quite soak in that flavor right. in the, in the, like like uh, a turkey does. Because uh, when you cut into those bad boys, if it was done right, it is just um, unbelievable. Yeah, and then with the turkey, you before you smoke it, you inject it with uh, butter with hot sauce in oh, it. Yeah. So, oh, my gosh. I got this Creole stuff that's yeah. got chunks of... I don't know what it, peppers, who who knows, but it turns out 
Yeah, so this year, I think what everybody wants is for me to deep fry one and smoke one. So that at every place you get, like, your choice. But I always end up doing a lot of work around Thanksgiving. But yeah. That's, I guess that's a, that's a good thing. I don't know. That's what I love doing. I mean, I get up early that morning on Thanksgiving yeah. and, and on Christmas, too, and, and end up, you know, smoking. That's the only that advantage too. of deep frying is it takes 40 minutes, 30 minutes right. or so. Right. Drop it in there, smoking. I start that process the day before. When you're mm-hmm. th- well, actually, I start like a week before because I do a slow thaw. Like I put it in the fridge and let it thaw out for like a week. And then I start with all the brines and all that stuff. So, so smoking is way more labor intensive than taking it, injecting it, dropping it in for a half hour, pulling it out, <laughs> and you got a deep fried bird. But uh, I think one of the best things is actually smoking salmon. Have you guys ever smoked salmon? I have. No. No. Nope. I'm the only one in my house that will eat salmon. So. Oh, what? yeah? Yep. You know, if they try to smoke, though, it's completely different. My, my kids won't eat salmon typically, but the smoked salmon, put that on crackers, completely nice. different. I mean, it's it's one of the tougher things I feel like to smoke, though, because you have to keep the temperature so low. Right. I read that. Especially on that green egg. I mean, I try to keep it around 185. So you're you're kind of teetering on the fire going out or then going up, you know, too hot. But it, it takes about, you want to brine it overnight, and then you smoke it for about six hours. Just get an electric smoker, and you plug it in, set the temperature, and you're done. That's, 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 <laughs> yep. He's like, you got to battle all day. I'm like, I'm not doing right. it. I'm pushing in 185, and I'm going uh, to cut the, the grass. And, <laughs> and then I'm coming back, and I'm having perfect uh, salmon. Uh, all right, well, let's talk about food. We're going to introduce another new, awesome, amazing segment that we haven't named yet. But uh, it's going to be a cool segment. We're going to review everything from uh, this is very fluid from restaurants to um, we might review some movies. Like who knows where this is going to go? But number one is a restaurant. Neil went out to Grail House. Grail House, yeah. And uh, tell us a little bit about your experience. Okay, well I have I have a friend, and he's kind of a foodie, a local foodie. And uh, there's a group of us that go get lunch every now and then. And he suggested this place. I hadn't even heard of it before. And uh, it's the Grail House. It's been there since uh, 2014 in the Highlands, right off uh, Baxter, right next to the, the old Kentucky Fried Chicken right near there. And, uh, yeah, right where Bardstown and Baxter meet. Yeah, yeah. And um, this is a bed and beverage place. So they've got a place. It's, a, and it's an old house. They've got some beds. You can stay there. Um, it's, it's a 1905 Victorian home. And then they've got a restaurant. And the food there is incredible. And the menu changes because it's seasonally driven. It's locally driven. That's cool. Yeah, it's really cool. I had um, the por- porchetta sandwich, Italian roasted pork, mayo, cheese roll, all this stuff. And it was phenomenal. Uh, one one person in our group is a vegetarian. She was able to eat very very well there. The whole place is is vegetarian friendly, but they also have um, coffee, tea, uh, local beer, wine, you name it. They've got it, and it it is it's very small, so it's not a place that you're going to go take a big group of people and have a party. But it's more of an okay. out of the way place that you're going to take your buddy and say, get ready for something special. That's cool. That place was really cool. What about like their, um, you always, whenever you're looking at Yelp for reviews and stuff, like kid friendly, I guess, kids are like, what time, they kind of open, what's their, what's their hours kind of like afternoon, uh, evening? Surely no, they don't do breakfast. Uh, no, they do breakfast. Oh, okay. I, I think, All right. to tell you the truth, I think they're open more like um, 
to oh here it is it's eight to four p.m. so it's more of a breakfast lunch early dinner possibly that's crazy and I'm gonna say I don't know about everyone else's kids but this isn't a place I'm gonna take my kids but my kids are very picky yeah okay uh, you know I don't think they want lamb and grits and biscuit and duck gravy but oh surely they want that. <laughs> Hey, what kids. kid doesn't want? Do you all want? Fish? Do you all want oyster mushroom crepes? Oh, that sounds delicious, <laughs> Dad. Ugh. I don't even know if I want that. <laughs> well, there there is plenty of stuff on the menu there that that would knock your socks off. It was amazing. It's cool that it's uh, seasonal and local driven. That's badass. Um, all right. Well, that's cool. So you uh, two thumbs up, sure. Stars. What do you got? Five, oh, I'd say five. a bunch of thumbs up. Okay, yeah. cool. I have to check it out. All you listeners, I guess, uh, go check that out. So along with this review uh, that we're, we're launching here that will be named in a later, hopefully by the next show we have a name for this segment, yeah. the review segment, we're also going to help to help get it out there and to get some involvement from everybody is we're going to launch a contest. So everybody, like I said earlier, if you go like our Facebook page, talk about town KY, that's on, uh, on the Facebook search, for the next two weeks, we're going to ask input from everybody. If you suggest a restaurant, a venue, something like that, and, and you put your name, you know, you go in there and comment because we're going to post this asking for everybody's feedback. You give us a suggestion. Every single person that does gets entered in for one drawing for 100 bucks to whatever restaurant we decide to go with. If we have 30 people that say the same restaurant, well, that's probably where one of us is going yeah, to go. Yeah, that's and when we get there, we'll ask for a gift card, and then we'll draw one of those live uh, Facebook drawing things, and we'll we'll give it to whoever put their name in there. So if only ten people put a suggestion in there, well, now you got a one in ten shot at a hundred yeah. bucks. So ten percent, not bad. Ideally, for me, I would like to see you know a hundred and fifty suggestions, but uh, you know this is there's no limit. If three people enter, you got, you got one in three shots. So um, like I said, that'll end. Two Wednesdays from now, we'll, when we launch this, put this podcast out there, we'll, uh, we'll put that contest on there. So um, that's just something new we're trying, so hopefully everybody gets on board with it. But um, next week we'll be talking about, I don't know if anybody out there has ever heard of, we just heard about it, but this new revamping of Paris Town, we'll, we'll give that a shot. I'll, we'll do a little bit of research and see what's up with that. I guess it's creating some buzz. But um, does it, do, you, do you got anything else? You know, like one more on the way out type deal, Jason, nothing over there. No, I mean, thanks for having me guys. I mean, it was actually a good time doing this. Yeah. Well, we appreciate you being here. Um, it was the first time and everybody remembers their first time. So, um, <laughs> thanks for, thanks for being here. Um, uh, working through the bumps with this, Neil, you have anything else? No, it's just been great. I, I'm uh, ready to hop off here and go to the zoo. Yep. You guys can go hang out at the zoo together. Heck yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't, uh, uh, don't take a selfie with the Jaguar or whatever. Do you yeah, see that? <laughs> I heard yeah, yeah, and I think it was the cat's fault or something. But uh, <laughs> it was the person's fault. For yeah, sure. it always is. Usually. All right. Well, um, until next time. Thanks everybody for tuning in uh, to all our loyal listeners that have been with us for four shows now. We'll have another guest in two weeks. Uh, it's going to be somebody on the back end of things from a title company to tell us about what they deal with on a day to day basis. And um, like I said, keep an eye out for the contest. Yep. And, uh, future posts. Thanks again to Jason Lawrence. Thanks to Jason. Thanks, Thank everybody. Yep. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to Talk About Town. 
Don't forget to like and follow us on social media. Our music was composed by Andrew Codeman. Make sure to join us next time. Malachi Hadley and Neil Cox are realtors with Smith & Wilson Realty.